When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Look out. He's got some room. He's got some speed. And he's got the end zone on his side. Got it. Touchdown. Oops. That was too quick. And how do you like the start of this football season? The flush with the right hand. Goes up. He's blocked. the show this is duck insider on the oregon img sports network presented by on point community credit union better banking local solutions time now for your daily dose of oregon athletics here's your host joey mack Thank you, and welcome inside the Casanova Center, our second-floor studio. A jam-packed, football-heavy show today. And I don't just mean football with the weird-shaped ball. I also mean Oregon soccer head coach Cap Mertz will join us. Our joke, as always, that it's football and football season around the University of Oregon when we get to this time of year. We will hear coming up uh, from Jim Mastro, the Oregon running back coach, We'll also hear from Jalen Red. He met with the media today. I got a chance to catch up with Calvin Throckmorton, the Oregon offensive lineman. C.J. Verdell, I had an awesome conversation with the Oregon running back who said today that he wanted to focus on being a more well-rounded running back. And I think we saw that as he was just one yard shy of Tony Brooks-James in terms of rushing yards and net yardage in Game 2 for the Ducks against the Portland State Vikings. Oregon now 2-0, and and a lot of running back depth at that position. And one of the things that Jim Mastro talked a lot about and the running backs have talked a lot about as well is pass protection. Pass protection may be the determining factor in which guys emerge from that group of five guys behind Tony Brooks-James. You've seen a lot of names and a lot of guys in different situations. Darian Felix, though, did not play against the Vikings, but it looks like Darian Felix is going to play this coming weekend, depending on the situation, we shall see. So we'll hear from all those guys. Also, Jerry Allen got a chance to talk with Shane Lemieux along with a few other members of the media. will be offensive heavy today. Defensive players will meet with the media tomorrow along with co-defensive coordinator Keith Hayward and head coach Mario Cristobal as we get ready for that 2 o'clock kickoff. San Jose State is in town. A quick look at the Spartans. They're 0-2 with losses to UC Davis. and They're a loss to UC Davis. Remember, the Aggies are a FCS team. So San Jose State is off to a little bit of a rough start under second-year head coach Brent Brennan. Brent Brennan spent time at Oregon State as the wide receivers coach prior to coming to coach the Spartans. And it was interesting, at his press conference yesterday, he talked about when Justin Herbert was a freshman starting in his first Civil War. And that was a game that I think Justin Herbert and a lot of Duck fans would like to forget. But Brent Brennan 
realize then that Justin Herbert was special. He talked about just how impressive the young man is. We'll play that sound for you coming up in just a little while. Also, join us for our pregame show, which will start at noon across the Oregon IMG Sports Network with that 202 official scheduled kickoff from Autzen Stadium. With all of that in mind, uh, we are also going to take a more detailed look at some of the connections to Oregon and San Jose State. There's a number of them. So get this. The last time that San Jose State played at Autzen Stadium, it was not a good day for the Spartans. A top 25-ranked Oregon team clocked them. Guess who the quarterback was? Oregon's current offensive coordinator, Marcus Arroyo, was quarterbacking the Spartans at Autzen Stadium. There's some other connections. Uh, Jim Mastro was an assistant coach at San Jose State in 1996. Joe Salavea, the Ducks' associate head coach, was there at San Jose State from 2008 to 2009. And Dante Williams, Oregon's cornerbacks coach, was with the Spartans from 2013 to 2015. Now, Marcus Arroyo, he did quarterback that team from 98 to 02. He was also an assistant coach from 06 to 08. A lot of connections with the Spartans. They're a team, though, that has struggled this year. They are next to last in passing defense in the country. Could be a big day for Justin Herbert. Maybe that's part of why Brent Brennan was talking a lot about him, the head coach for the Spartans, earlier this week. Our Oregon Football Coaches Show coming your way tomorrow, 7.05 across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Join us at the cooler. Marcus Arroyo will join us this week in addition to Kalana Apelu. I'm really excited to talk with Kalana Apelu. The guys call him Lana. He is an awesome, awesome guy who earned a scholarship last year, and many of you probably remember the video that, played at Autzen Stadium, his mom actually was the one that told him in front of the entire team at practice via the Duck Vision at Autzen Stadium while the Ducks were practicing. That's how he learned that he was a scholarship athlete. He earned it last year. He's going to join us for the Oregon Football Coaches Show tomorrow along with the Oregon Offensive Coordinator and former San Jose State quarterback, Marcus Arroyo. Going to be a fun time, so join us at the Cooler tomorrow, 7.05, across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Jerry Allen, Mike Jorgensen, and myself will all be there, and it's at the Cooler, voted the number one sports bar in Eugene. A lot of interviews to get to today. We'll kick things off with Jim Mastro, the Oregon running back coach, talked with the media about where guys are on that organizational chart and some of the keys heading into a matchup with San Jose State. Jim Mastro meeting with the media today after practice. Rotation, obviously. How, how are the guys handling all that? Yeah, well, and they understand it's uh, the competition's awesome. It keeps uh, practices tempo up, and uh, they know to to play, they got to produce. And so, the competition is the greatest thing you can have in a room. Does it become a point where you feel like you have to tailor things down in terms of your rotation a little bit? You know, we'll see. Right now, they're they're all doing some, some you know, they're all doing things really well. So we'll kind of see as we go along. But you know, you like to narrow it down, but you never know. You mentioned you like to narrow it down, but everyone is a, a little bit different in that yeah. group. So I mean. Are we going to see everyone pretty much all season long in that group? I don't know about that. I know this week you probably will, just because they're all doing some things nice. I mean, practice, they're practicing hard. You know, it's hard to it's hard to take kids' playing time away when he's doing everything you ask him to do. You know, and so it's a great problem to have. I said that for years. You can't just have one. I mean, if you want to have, you know, a balanced rushing attack and a good rushing attack, you have to have more than one guy. And so right now we have, you know, five, six that we feel comfortable with. What will be the determining factor that gets one guy maybe ahead of the next? Production. A guy that just is hot. You know, like in the, you know, CJ was hot last week in the second half, so he played a little bit more. So you're putting the guys through some pass protection uh, drills. How much of a priority is that from your guys? Huge. You know, a year ago, I don't know how much of a priority it was, but you know, as long as I'm coaching, they're going to learn how to protect the quarterback. And I got to give, I'm giving them credit. They've done an unbelievable job so far this year. But again, we got a bunch of games left to play, and we got teams that are going to pressure the heck out of us. So. They have to protect the If they can't protect the quarterback, they're not going to play. And so they understand that part of it, too. Like, where do you rank that in terms of the different skills that you value? Say that again now? Like where, where, in terms of the different skills that guys have and that you value, how close to the top is that in terms of a skill that you need your guys to have? Yeah, right now, they're, they've, well, they came light years, and that's what I'm asked looking for. You know, it's, it's a fundamental technique. Some people think it's a muscle technique. It's just a fundamental technique. Your fundamentals are correct. You can win almost every battle. But they're going to have to do that to play. Have to. What is a guy like Travis I added to this running back group so far? Well, he's just so dynamic, you know. He's, he's a freshman, but his maturity, he's, you know, a lot more mature than a freshman. And so, you know, the mistakes he makes are freshman mistakes, but that's gone now. He's not a freshman anymore. We're playing games. So he's got to kind of move forward, move on, and stop making those mistakes. And he did a great job on Saturday. Where do you see some of that maturity kind of shining through for him so far? Just picking up the offense, you know. He doesn't get rattled very easily. He's a pretty composed kid. And so that's good to see in a freshman. Coach, 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 Co
see how the new running game's going. How happy are you with it? Yeah, very happy. Yeah, very happy. You know, we're asking them to run a little bit different than they have in the past. You know, it's not as much feast and famine. You know, we don't want a bunch of tackles for losses. So we're more, you know, downhill in between the tackles, 10, 12, 14, and we'll bust the big ones. But it's kind of a different mentality than they've had in the past, I think. When you look at San Jose State, what stands out to you? You know, their defense has played so many plays, 100 plays, I think, on their opener, 97 plays against Wazoo. That's a lot of plays. You watch them early in games, they're, they're, they're dang good. Because they get worn down and play 100 snaps in a game, it just, it just wears on them. And I don't think they have a whole lot of depth. But they play hard. And one thing they do is they tackle well. You know, it's just impressive to watch them tackle. Coach Crystal has kind of mentioned the personnel disparity in some of these out-of-conference games. Does that make it easier or harder for you to kind of evaluate some of your twos where the running backs are concerned? Yeah, it's a faceless opponent. We're more, more looking how they produce and how they do, how well they're doing what we're coaching them to do. So it doesn't really matter who you're playing. It's are they doing everything correctly. So, so that's kind of on the assumption that you'd be willing to dip into this much depth if it was a top 15 team or a team like San Jose State? Oh, absolutely. No question. Yeah. Coach was talking this after the game about protection last week, and he got a little technical. It went over my head to some extent, but it sounded like he was saying you got you left your running backs in a little bit more early in the game to adjust to some things they were doing, and the protection overall really improved. Right. Last week. When you don't know what a team's going to give you early in the game, your running backs have to kind of be your 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 kind of your saving grace, you know, back there. But once you kind of get a, a tip on what they're doing, you can get your backs out a little bit more. Second half, we got them out a bunch. But in the first half, they're kind of the last line of defense until we figure out what we're getting from a defense. Great. Yeah. Very good on the sidelines. They do a good job. Coach Mirabal, I'm talking to him during the game, and the adjustments happen. They happen immediately, and there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, confusion on what we're trying to get adjusted. What was the process of getting guys comfortable with how much you stress that part of the game? I mean, was did that feel new to them when you first got here? Work in progress. Yeah. Still doing it. Yeah. You have to protect the quarterback. You have to. Well, that was really interesting talking about that with Jim Mastro. It's so important protecting the quarterback, and I love what Tobias said on the Facebook comment today. He says, I think it's easy for fans such as myself to forget how much pass protection is a factor in playing time. It's huge. You see these, you know, multiple, excuse me, multiple running backs that go through and do all these amazing things in open space, but pass protection is really important. Keep number 10 on the field. That's a big key for Oregon this year, keeping Justin Herbert healthy. And I'll tell you, one guy that has impressed me as a freshman, because and you'll hear my conversation with C.J. Verdell coming up in just a moment, we were talking about how pass protection is sort of the, the, the biggest step that freshmen have to take in the run game. And you have to be able to analyze that pass protection so well. Well, I'll tell you what, Travis Dye was a guy that has stood out to me in terms of understanding pass protection and the way that he has to take a lick from a linebacker so his quarterback doesn't have to. I think that it's huge. Also, I see that uh, on a little bit of a lighter side and a funny note, Patrick said he just saw me walking in the back. Yeah, I was running around talking to a lot of different people today to get a bunch of interviews, and so you'll see me occasionally. I try not to, but you'll see me occasionally walking behind the camera when we (laughs) do these things. Zach Blaine is over here directing the video, and he's cringing. Just completely cringing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you got to get from point A to point B. The, the, hey, what's the quickest way to get from point A to point B? It's a straight line, right? I'm getting geometry on you here. Zach, Zach's gonna, <laughs> Zach's gonna hate me today. Coming up next, we're gonna hear from Jalen Red. Uh, all of our assistant coach interviews this year brought to you by the Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. Fight like a duck with cancer care. You can. Count on. Coming up, uh, we'll take a more detailed look at the running backs. You just heard from Jim Mastro, the running back coach. Also, Jalen Red. He met with the media for about eight minutes today after practice. Talk with the Oregon wide receiver when we come back. I'm Joey Mack, more Duck Insider coming up here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working. Because you're playing. Supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat. And now, veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. 
Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you at the Hum Kombucha desk. And I see a couple of the Facebook comments coming in. And always, I'll, I'll do my best to keep track of your Facebook comments and questions, especially on a day like this when we have a lot of interviews from after practice today. The Ducks were at the Hatfield Dowland Complex. They were in full pads as they ramp up to face San Jose State. A couple other updates from practice. Lamar Winston was in a non-contact jersey today. He hopes to be back full go, though I really thought Adrian Jackson did a nice job filling in for him. The true freshman, Adrian Jackson, played inside, then slid outside he's really played two positions so far for the Ducks I'm actually planning to talk with Adrian Jackson after practice tomorrow we'll have that interview for you on the show for our Wednesday edition of Duck Insider a couple other Facebook comments and questions as I will do my best to keep track of it but like I was saying when we have a lot of interviews like on a day like today it actually gives me a chance to keep up with the Facebook comments and questions uh, but I can always uh, count on our director over here Zach Blaine to make sure that we don't miss anything we still haven't decided on a title for you do you realize that we still have not decided on a on a title. Are you the executive producer slash director slash content creator slash? That's something too else? much. But it's I'm, too long of a title. But it's something. We're it's co-executive producer. So you're just the executive producer. Yeah. Okay. Let's just keep it simple. And director, and content producer. Yes. Yeah. Executive producer Zach Blaine always uh, keeps track of your I'll, oh, I'll comment more. comment guru. Yeah, uh, yes. Yes. Comment monitor. We're, we're what? We're a little over a month into this show? Six weeks. Six weeks into this show? Yeah. I probably should have thought of something by now. Yeah. So, Joey. We also haven't named the studio. Randy Anthony back in the radio studio. East Coast correspondent over here. Um, East Coast correspondent Randy so Anthony. So, th- doesn't Zach have control of the flag? He does. So Zach he's is the, also the official. He's the referee. head official. The referee. The show referee. Here it is. That actually might be the best title. Of actually, anybody, uh, you know what? I might be okay with that. All right, we'll make business cards. Joey Mack here with you, Randy Anthony back in studio. And by the way, so our our headquarters for all of our uplinks to satellites and stuff um, are actually in North Carolina. So Randy Anthony, seriously, I, I'm dead serious about this. Uh, good luck to you guys back there. I know with uh, Florence coming in, we're all thinking about you. So good luck out there on the East Coast. We Thank joke you. about you know Randy being the East Coast correspondent all the time, but this is definitely something that we are all thinking about even out here on the West Coast. All right, getting to more fun things. Jalen Red, the Oregon wide receiver, met with the media, and uh, <laughs> he is a, he is a fun guy to talk to. Um, I've learned that over the last uh, few weeks. And uh, okay, I see a couple Facebook comments and questions about game day and potentially coming for. Uh, the Ducks game against Stanford. I will talk about that after Jalen Red's interview. I promise. I see it from Rick, Alex, Ellen, John. I see your guys' comments. We'll get to all those coming up. Jalen Red talking with the media, the Oregon wide receiver, who is off to a heck of a start this year, one of the top touchdown catchers in the country. Jalen Red with the media after practice today. How do you feel like your progression um, has come along through through a couple games? Um, have, you, have you seen a lot of growth personally for you? Um, honestly, I feel like... As, as growth, I would say as a receiver, yes, it has, because I feel like I've been able to show everybody what I can do from the receiver spot. But um, as, far the, as far as me being the best I could be, I don't think it has yet to come. You know what I mean? I feel like I just barely scratched the surface of what, what I can and what we can do uh, in the receiving game. 
What do you think the next step is for you? I think the next step, I can't really say. I feel like I really much have to show you. You have to see on the field, um, really. I feel like right now, um, I feel like we got a little too much inconsistency going on. Um, it's subtle, but it, it still matters, really. So, really, when we all get together as a group and be on the same page, it's, it's going to be a real deal. You guys have had, I think, like 12 different receivers catch a pass in, in two games. Do you think that's indicative of, of the depth you have in the receiving group? Indeed. Indeed. I feel like, um, I feel like I said before, like we we have a lot of receivers that haven't made a name yet that's going to make a name. And um, I feel like that's what Chris Ball is trying to show y'all, that we got more than just ones and twos. And we got a lot we got a lot of depth going on. We're trying to get everybody to the ball because everybody can help team. Do you think that will continue as, as we go through the season? Or do you think we'll see maybe – uh, a little bit of separation with, with the best guys at the top as you go along? Um, I can't say that it's going to keep going on throughout the season because I do know as we, as we go to gap shrinks and we're going to be playing better competition. So, of course, I feel like the best of the best is going to play. But still, some of the young guys that haven't really showed themselves is going to be in that same, same part and separate from everybody else as well. All right. How do you think you can be used as an offensive weapon, and what do you think makes you different from some of the other receivers? Um, I feel like I could be used in every way of the game. I feel like I could even be used at running back, receiving the ball, running running the ball, everything. Can you repeat the second part of your question? What makes you different than some of the other receivers? Um, I feel like I'm a, a plus for me would be, yeah, that. Um, me, 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 my ball carrier vision, because I played running back before, I feel like I got that type of experience going on. I could, I could uh, catch the ball as well. Um, I try to make my game as physical as I can be, even though I'm a smaller, structure type of type of guy. But it really don't matter for me. I just try to play in every way so I can be used in every part of the game. What's it like catching passes from a dark horse Heisman Trophy candidate? I mean, not a lot of people can say that they've caught a pass from Justin Herbert. Right, right, right. For me, um, that's exciting because I know that he most likely going to be one of the top picks this year in the draft. So they got to look at who he's throwing the ball to as well. So. If he get the opportunity, we get the opportunity. So it's, it's, all, it's all a team where we all work together. If I catch the ball, then he going to for sure get the Heisman thing. And um, the way he throwing the ball, I just got to catch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked Brendan Schooler what you would be most likely to. So I said, Jalen Red, most likely to dot, dot, dot. And he said, talk back to the coaches. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends on the way he said it. Um, I got a little grit to me. I'm a little stubborn at times. I'm, I'm real competitive, so... Um, when I feel like I know something, I, I, I try to let it be known, but at the same time, I try to keep it respective at the same time to a certain point. But with me and the, as far as me and the coaches, me and my position coach come from the same place. So when me and him talk, it's more like a father-son relationship other than some other type of stuff than other coaches with their kids. So, you know, it's more comfortable. Okay, how about you finish that sentence then? Most likely to dot, dot, dot. Jalen Red, if, any, if talk smack to coaches, I say talk smack on the field. <laughs> Coach spoke pretty highly yesterday of just your development and maturity. What was this offseason like for you? Do you feel like you really changed your mindset and the way you kind of prepared yourself? Definitely. I think I really took on a business mindset. Um, honestly, I felt like um, I felt like I had a lot to prove, really. I feel like it was a lot of people coming in. Um, I feel like my situation wasn't sure. Like I didn't have a stable situation coming into this year. So this year, I just feel like I really had a lot to prove, like a lot to prove as far as a receiver, ball carrier, route runner, everything. Um, I feel like I had to step my game up. You told us prior to the season you were a guy who thought maybe could play both ways. Did that right. kind of open your eyes like, hey, if I want to be a receiver? That definitely opened my eyes because I definitely missed my DB days as well. Uh, but so You'd be open to that. I would, I would have been open to that. I would have been open to that, actually. Anyway, we could have won. Really, anyway, I could help the team win because I know we had at the time we needed help at that position, but um, it didn't happen. So right now I'm sticking to that receiver. I just gotta be the best receiver I could be. Is there somebody that you look up to or model your game after? Model my game after? Um, let me see. I wouldn't say nobody I model my game after. I really tried to do the 30. The reason I kept my number 30 is because I tried to get everybody to buy number 30. I wasn't really trying to be nobody else, trying to be my own person. It is a couple people that I would say on the team that I look up to as far as, like, my position. I look up to um, probably Dylan Mitchell a lot. I feel like his game is, like, smooth. Like, he plays with no effort to me. I feel like I just kind of want to get it secondhand. Like, just everything easy. You scored a touchdown in four straight games, dating back to Civil War of 2017. How long are you trying to get that streak to go? I'm trying to keep it going as long as I can, really. Man, we can go all the way to the BCS. We could do it. <laughs> What's the biggest adjustment coming to Oregon? I'm sure you relied on your talent most of your life, but was it just working harder, studying harder? What, what changed this offseason? 
Um, it's really studying harder my IQ, um, my cover. When I read coverages, most of the time when I line up as a receiver, I look at I look at safeties and corners to see how they plan me, how they plan everybody else. So uh, really, for me, my game has changed because I can show. I know when I'm going to be open, and I know when I can get another receiver open as well. So I just got to be unselfish sometimes, you know what I mean? When you look at, oh, sorry. How important was it to get on the same page with Herbert this offseason, make sure you were one of his guys? Uh, real important, real important, because I know it's got to be somebody that he got to go to when he know we need to play, and I got no problem being that man. When did you see that chemistry take it to the next level? Uh, I seen that chemistry take it to the next level. I want to say fall camp, we had the first scrimmage. And I remember, like, every third down, I was getting the dumps. I was getting the first down. Like, everything he needed, we were struggling. I'd get, us, I'd get us a play, and I was just noticing how I could be that man. And I was just work towards it. I got to keep doing it. When you look at San Jose State, what stands out to you? And when I look at San Jose, San Jose State, um, actually, I, I, got, I know a lot of players from San Jose State from back home. So when I look over there, uh, me personally, I'm not looking at no records. I'm looking at competition. Like, I know a lot of faces. I know they're going to try to play me best as they can because they know me personally as well. So um, we got to treat them as a team like we playing number one team, really. So we got to treat them like we playing every game after, like one one by one. We're not looking at overlooking nobody. Is there somebody in particular you think's gunning for you? Somebody in, in particular? I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe everybody. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Has it been difficult to stay focused on them when you know Stanford is looming and Pac-12 play begins next week? Nah, nah, not, not at all. My head has been on San Jose State right after the game on Saturday. I mean, I try not to overlook opponents because when you overlook opponents, that's how slip-ups come, mental areas, and you, you won't be ready for the next game anyway. So I put my 100% um, focus on San Jose State. What has Brian Addison done that has kind of given him an opportunity to, to see a little more playing time the last game? Stepped up his game, getting the playbook. When he got in the playbook, you can say everything got easy to him because at first, in the beginning of the camp, I think he was just overthinking everything. He knew he could do it, but... Once the play was getting on, he was too thinking. It was just too fast for him. So when you know the playbook and you know kind of your alignment, your assignment, it kind of slows down the whole game for you to just play, just worry about playing, doing you. What can you provide that more other guys on the team can at that position? Say that again? What can you provide from his skill set that other guys in the team maybe can't? And boy, 6'4". He's 6'4". He jump on any over anybody, I think. Once he get that in his head, that he a monster, he's 6'4", he could go get that ball that's his ball, and it's going to be a wrap for this offense. That's Jalen Red. Some good stuff from the Oregon receiver who has really, as you heard, put together quite an impressive streak of catching touchdowns. And he's had a couple drops. And I think he'd be the first to tell you that if he makes some of those catches, it'd be a pretty amazing start to his season. He really, though, has become one of those go-to guys in the end zone for Justin Herbert to find. All right, I said that I'd answer some of your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, okay, so, yes. Oregon and Stanford is the 5 o'clock ABC game to open conference play for the Ducks next week. Game day is not coming for sure. We don't know. They do not make that announcement until probably Sunday. So for those of you in the Facebook comment section that are talking about game day coming to Eugene, I think that it's a good possibility, but we do not know for sure. There you go. Also, I saw Alex asking, and I thought this was interesting about the about Zach Emerson and doing the kicking. He did have one extra point get blocked this year, Alex. You're off to a good point there. And, and some of his kicks, I think, have been low. Adam Stack is getting healthier and healthier. I think that you're going to see more competition at that kicker spot. And who knows, maybe uh, maybe you might, you might see Adam Stack back this weekend. I think that's kind of the hope. And, hey, John, you're in the running. John Knowlton, he's in the running for um, comment of the year. He said, and I quote, I live in Puget Sound and would like to be referred to as the president of the North Chapter of Duck Insider. John, put it on your business card. It's officially part of your title. I love it. I absolutely love that. We also have decided um, what Zach's title is going to be. More on that coming up in just a moment. Uh, Thomas actually does bring up a good point. He's got the most North Chapter. He's tuning in from Fairbanks, Alaska today. President of the Alaska Chapter of Duck Insider. Can we do that? I think that's fair. I think that's a good one. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and having fun with it. We uh, we do appreciate it. Coming up, uh, we're going to hear from Calvin Throckmorton. Also, Cat Mertz, head coach of Oregon Soccer, is going to join us. C.J. Verdell, Oregon running back. And I'm hoping that we're going to have enough time to get to Shane Lemieux, Oregon offensive lineman, who I think might actually be the best interview on the team. Hot take on Duck Insider for the day. I'm Joey Mack. More Duck Insider coming up here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said, the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. 
So do twice the good. Recycle your empties and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. At Mackenzie Willamette Medical Center, our focus is the evolution of emergency care. We're expanding our ER, giving you greater access to the care you need, from the area's only accredited chest pain center to posting our current average ER wait time and our commitment to the 30-minute ER pledge. We strive to give you more expertise with less waiting. At Mackenzie Willamette, better emergency care begins here. We work diligently to have you initially seen by a medical professional within 30 minutes of your arrival, owned in part by physicians. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this... Make sure you do this. For digging projects, big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P. always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you. A couple uh, things to take care of from the comments section here before we get to a couple more interviews with C.J. Verdell and Calvin Throckmorton. Also, Oregon soccer head coach Kat Mertz will join us. Um, let me see. Patrick, you're officially the Duck Insider. Or wait, the ch- what did we decide? President of the Corvallis chapter for Duck Insider. Yes. And Mickey, you are the Canadian chapter president. No, he he said he bleeds green and yellow right here in Corvallis. That did not deserve a buzz. I need a I need a. I don't think we I don't think we should have a Corvallis chapter. I'd really just no. Take hey take over at the heart of the enemy, right? Okay, so we're we're doing the battle of the bulge and going behind enemy lines. Yes, why not? I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Take over from within. Well done, Patrick. That's well done. And Mickey, yep, you're the you're, you're the president of the Canadian chapter. We we we've got chapters all over the place. For That's Duncan's saying side. something. So it is. Thank you, Matt Ulmer. That was a good drop. That was well done, go, Randy. Randy. Well done. Well executed. Well executed. All right, Cat Mertz, head coach of Oregon Soccer, is going to join us. Uh, Benjamin uh, Spokane. By, all right, Benjamin Spokane's all yours. Uh, you can have Spokane. We got people tuning in from all over the place. We used to have someone. Um, who routinely tuned into the show from Argentina. It was awesome. I, I always thought that it was so cool. We had people listening from all over the place. It's been really, really cool. So we've officially got, what, Corvallis, Spokane, uh, Canada, Alaska. Uh, I'm missing someone. Someone else was. I, I can't remember. But all, uh, you guys know what which chapters you've claimed. Well done. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, let's get to some offensive line love. Uh, these are the guys up front that Coach Cristobal says they may not be the best-looking guys in the room, but they're the ones that make everything work. And, boy, have we seen that <laughs> all over the place. Oh, yeah, John, North Chapter. Yes, you're correct. North Chapter. John, you're the president, sir. Well done. Well done. Calvin Throckmorton, I got a chance along with Matt Preem from 24-7 Sports, friend of the program, to talk with Calvin Throckmorton about uh, the offensive line play so far, what the Ducks are thinking about heading into San Jose State. A couple minutes with offensive lineman Calvin Throckmorton. See offensively from playing one game to the second second game? I think it's uh, even that much more of a kind of an attention to detail that we're bringing to the game. Like we watched on film and we had a lot fewer mental errors and kind of mental mistakes so that was really good to see and it's you know it's really awesome seeing how physical guys are playing as well um Cristobal noted that the offense didn't commit a single penalty how much of a focus has that been for you guys this whole offseason you know first couple of games and then to actually see that happen what was the I guess the joy of seeing that play yeah it's been really exciting we know that that's the standard now we know that you know that's the 
level of commitment that we wanted to, you know, set to that attention to detail and to that discipline. And so we just want to keep improving on that and keep that trend going. Coaches talk all the time about how the biggest improvement is from week one to week two. Is that true? I mean, do players think about that too, that week one to week two is where you guys see the most improvement in a season? I think so. I think it's like as much as you can simulate a game and practice and all throughout camp, I don't think you ever really get a sense of what things are going to be like until you get into that first game, until you get those really true live reps. And so I think that was just, especially for the amount of young guys that were playing, I think it was really good for them to kind of get that experience going into week two. Um, San Jose State's got a very experienced front defensively. What kind of, it's kind of the keys for for you guys offensively for for this game? I mean, again, it's kind of all about the line of scrimmage. We know that we're going to be able to set um, all of our other stuff up as if we get the ground game going early. Is there a point in the game where you guys realize, like, we're controlling the line? Or is there a key that you guys can tell or, you know, body language from their part that, hey, let's, let's kick it even into more overdrive because they're, they're feeling it? Yeah, it's usually, uh, you know, once you get that first down, that's usually when we're really going to pick the tempo up. That's usually when we're really going to get a lot of momentum going. You know, maybe at the end of the drive, you might see guys that, you know, are, their body language, they might be slumped over a little bit. They might have their hands on their hips. And, you know, they, that's when you need to turn it up even more and finish that drive. Calvin Throckmorton, Oregon offensive lineman. I got a chance to talk with him along with Matt Preem earlier today. I've always liked uh, talking with offensive linemen. They're the guys that uh, <laughs> give you some of the funniest and yet most insightful quotes that you'll hear. Is there a position group like that for soccer? We're going to have to ask Kat Mertz about that. She just came into the studio. Oregon soccer head coach will join us coming up next. A uh, couple things. Uh, Devin, yep, Phoenix is all yours. Uh, Tobiah said that he's just going to be the pizza chapter president for Duck Insider. I think everyone would agree that that's probably now our daily the best food one reference. There's our daily food reference of the day. Well done, Tobiah. And John, uh, he's got a slogan now for the North chapter of, for, for Duck Insider. Honor, duty, pond. <laughs> John, that's well done. You're Thanks, everybody, for the smoke. interaction. No, that was great. Thanks, everybody, for the interaction. You make my job fun. I appreciate it. I'm Joey Matt. Coming up next, Kat Mertz, head coach of Oregon Soccer, will join us. They got four wins. We'll talk to her next on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working because you're playing, supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat, and now veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this time out to give you a few tips on ways to reduce stormwater pollution. Number one, fix any leaks your vehicle may be dripping on roadways. Number two, pick up after your pets. If they, uh, you know, go while walking, these items can get washed down the storm drain when it rains and end up polluting our lakes and streams. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water because clean water is everyone's responsibility. This message brought to you by Stormwater Mascot, Lenny the Lifeguard. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Our guest in studio, Kat Mertz, head coach, Oregon Soccer. My thanks for joining us after uh, an off weekend. Yeah. What'd you do? It's kind of rare to have an off weekend in soccer. Um, 
Well, we trained on uh, Friday night, and then got, gave them the day off for Saturday so they can go watch the duck football game. And um, and then on Sunday we trained, and then they did some tie-dyed shirts, and we barbecued at Pepe, so that was fun. Nice. Yeah. Tie-dye shirts and barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you you just spoke like your inner Bill Walton was <laughs> fully on display with tie-dye shirts and barbecue. Yeah, the girls even asked, what colors do you have? And I'm like, green, yellow, <laughs> green and yellow, and black. That's funny. <laughs> so I'm like, well, do you have blue? I'm like, why would I have blue? Yeah. It's not one that you would use at like, soccer time no. right yeah, right blues yeah are bad. that's bad so we'll see how they turned out um i think uh our director of operations marin butler was taking care of them today so hopefully Good. they turned out all right All right. well marin uh, if you can hear us through the door <laughs> you know, <laughs> i think you, she's still at pat bay yeah. watching them all out uh, that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense all right cat mertz head coach of oregon soccer here with us so we talked about getting a little bit healthier feel like mm-hmm. you got healthier chance to rest up a little bit with the off weekend yeah hopefully. we we definitely needed that off weekend um we had a couple of players that were banged up and, and didn't practice throughout the weekend. So it was great. I thought on Thursday we had a really fantastic practice. Um, we, we pushed them pretty hard. We were pretty sharp. And um, Friday was good. And then um, day off on Saturday. And so just getting back into the training rhythm right now. Um, so typical week before the games, Monday we train, Tuesday off, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday the game. You and I have talked before about sort of like getting in that conditioning shape is always mm-hmm. important for, for new players. And I'd imagine every year it's sort of like a reset of, okay, conditioning. Do you find at this point in the season there are players that are still like getting up to that conditioning that they want to be at? I mean, does that ever stop, I guess? It doesn't, you know, because you come in in August at a certain level and you're you know, still building that level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't want to be in our peak performance in August. We want to be in our peak performance in November. And so there are uh, players that, you know, I think we're, we're fit uh, for sure. But, um, you know, to be 90-minute game fit on a Friday and 90-minute game fit on a Sunday, um, it takes a lot of work. And, you know, today I, I drove up to Pape um, to, to do a meeting over there. And there are players on the field working out, doing stuff. and That's you know, the coach's dream, Yeah, I know. Right? I made my heart full to see that, you know. But they do, and especially the players that are game changers, right? They're not seeing the 90 minutes. There are very few players that play 90 minutes a game. And so those players that are only playing 20, 30 minutes a game, they need to, you know, be responsible for their fitness um, outside of the, the training. Oregon soccer head coach Kat Mertz is our guest. Got a chance to have an off weekend, and we talked about – resetting and sort of taking inventory of your squad. You mentioned a great practice Thursday. Mm-hmm. You feel pretty good about where your squad's at now heading into this week? Yeah, they're they're hungry. <laughs> they want to get on the field. Uh, <laughs> I think they're tired of training, and, you know, that's what you want. You want to be able to kind of pull and pull them back a little bit. But uh, And they're competitive as all get out. I mean, they're fighting over points and this, and you're like, okay, all right, you know, let's uh, – which I love, of course, but – uh, want to make sure they're not uh, getting chippy with each other because they're just excited to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we've we're, we're solving some things. Um, you know, we're we're figuring out midfield rotation. We are figuring out the front three rotation. Um, you know, trying different things at training and, and working on you know flank play, but also going a little bit more central. Sure. Cab head coach of Oregon soccer. Did you get a chance over the weekend to kind of look around the Pac-12? I mean, do, did you do you find yourself doing that? Like when you have an off weekend, are you kind of like, okay, I'm, maybe I'll actually watch a soccer game or two? I did. I watched the Carolina-Stanford game. That was a good game. Um, you know, anytime I get a chance to watch the games on Pac-12 network, I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, and then, I, you know, every team has their game broadcast online. So right. – you know, it's always fun to, to turn on your computer and be able to watch my peers and, and colleagues and friends. Um, but, yeah, I try not to pay attention to the Pac-12 quite yet. Really? You know, it's nothing I can do about them and right. what they're doing and, you know, what games they're winning and what games they're not. You know, I think for me it's, like I have been saying all along, is what are we doing today to get better for tomorrow? Um, but, you know, the Pac-12 is competitive. I know that uh, – you know, UCLA and Stanford and USC, um, Colorado's having a good year. Washington State's having a good year. And, um, you know, every team in the Pac-12, there's not much that separates the top from the bottom. 
I was about to ask, you know, hey, well, how's the Pac-12 looking this year? And she, <laughs> she answered my question. That's a, that, that's a veteran on, of the show yeah, right there. There you go. This is uh, it, it's fun for me to always look at when you get to this point in the season and, and start to get ready for Pac-12 play. I, I get excited about it, but I, it's interesting. It just seems like coaches are usually a little more like, hold on, still got some non-conference left, and you got a four-win team that uh, you've got against Portland on Friday. A pair of four-win teams going at it, a little in-state rivalry. Yeah, Portland is a good team. You know, They've done a good job. They have a new coaching staff up there. I've got great respect for Michelle French and, and her staff. They do, um, you know, it's whenever you come into a new program, you're trying to implement your style. So, uh, yeah, I watched I watch their games over the weekend, so that was nice. That would make um, sense. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they um, were, you know, trying to figure out their style of play. I think they've kind of settled into it right now. Um, so it'll be a good game. Uh, anytime you get to go on the road and go up and play at uh, that stadium up there, Merlot Field, it's, uh, it's a fun environment. That's a traditionally a very strong program, too. I mean, so it's it's got to be a kind of an interesting atmosphere, I would imagine, when you get a little in-state purple versus green. Yeah, you know, traditionally they have been, of course. I mean, back in the era with Clive mm-hmm. Charles, and um, they've had some fantastic players that have come through their, uh, their program, and um, you know, the past few years, it's been uh, maybe not the same Portland as the past. And I think that's why you, they went out and hired Michelle French to kind of, you know, rebuild that program. Um, but for us, it's just a, another game, another opponent. And, you know, we, it's uh, what are we doing to prepare for ourselves? And then also not to be overlooked is Idaho on Sunday. And, you know, I you, you've heard me say this before all along. Uh, championships are won on Sunday. So, the mentality is going into Friday to go to work, go back to work, um, and then to really finish out the weekend and, and, you know, have that championship mindset on Sunday. At Portland, Friday, 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then against Idaho, 1 o'clock on Sunday. What, what do they bring to the table? What's Idaho got? It, you know, another program that has a new coach, um, new coaching style up there. And, uh, you know, they, they just tied UC Riverside, which is one of the few undefeated teams in, in the country. So, um, you know, I would imagine they're also still trying to figure out their system and their shape. And, uh, you know, last time we played them, it came down. Uh, it was a, it was an intense game. Um, you know, they gave us tons of fits. Uh, and uh, so it'll be a fun game. I, I do know that on Sunday, though, it's uh, – I think we're, the marketing is promoting, like, Kids Day, Fan Day. We're having, nice. like, a, a bounce house out there. And then after nice. the game, it's 100 kids versus the team. So – Who's gonna win that? You know, we you know we've done it two years, and the first year the kids won. <laughs> I was not happy. Uh, well, you did just play a ninety-minute game. Yeah, right? but mean. you know, I don't care if there's a hundred kids out there. <laughs> uh, come on, and I think you know. Last year, I think our kids, uh, my players, were like, "Okay, we're gonna win, otherwise." Cat's going to be not happy with right, this. So, right. Um, but it's always fun. I mean, you get 100 little kids out there running around. And you have the whole roster for you guys on the field at the same time? We do. Uh, some of the ones that are banged up don't go out there and play. But it's fun. They, they can't just stand in the goal and yeah. pick up some space. <laughs> Sometimes that's the most dangerous spot. That's true. You know, you got 100 kids running at you with one ball. So so that's so what, what I've got out of this is the most important game of the weekend <laughs> will be post-Idaho. To make sure that you defend home turf yeah. against all the Oregon fans. I don't care if they're six years old. <laughs> We're going to win. I love that you're instilling the competitive nature in the six-year-olds yeah. immediately. I mean, you know, even we do that during day camp. We play campers versus the staff. Staff We're, always wins. We, We're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years running now. I've always won. Really? Yeah. Are you always in goal? <laughs> no, I don't. I play small sided. Okay. All right. <laughs> I put up my I took I put up my gloves a long time ago, Joey <laughs> Mac. Yeah, no way. You guys, you gotta be crazy to stand in that net. Yeah, I. There's no way that I could score a goal against you. I don't know. No, hundred <laughs> percent. I can guarantee it. I, I will. I will bet you my hey, salary. Let's go outside. We'll we'll uh, take we'll track insider on the road. Yeah. We got enough room in here for a goal, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Eight yards. Eight, maybe an eight-year-old's goal. Yeah. 
They play like the size of like without a door breaking frame, equipment. Right? <laughs> which Joey, I wouldn't trust you with a soccer ball. Yeah, there's so. there's, no. there's a lot of high tech equipment in here. You you got this done up nicely. Thank you. Uh, the man that you just heard is the reason why. Yeah, no, this is this is fancy. In We've here. decided on his title for the show. By the way, I don't know if you've been a part of it. When he actually has a flag that he can throw. See the yellow flag on his desk. So oh. he actually can throw flags on the show. Yeah. So we've decided that Zach's title is executive director and show referee. Okay. Okay. You you know I was thinking about you know obviously everyone watched the Serena Williams mm-hmm. um, meltdown on. I know I shouldn't say meltdown, but it it you know. That's one way to describe. One it, way yes. to describe it, right? The Osaka win, which was I was crying, right? It was just an amazing uh, weekend for her. But hey, I think tennis needs yellow cards. Sure. You know, I don't think Serena knew that she was already down a point. That like, makes sense. Give her a yellow card. She knows that she has a warning. Well, then there you go. Yeah. The crowd was so loud. She had no idea that the you know the umpire gave her a warning. Give her a yellow card. So soccer's doing it right. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised they haven't done implemented that yet. Yeah, right. I think they will now. Well, yeah, they might. Because I don't think she knew that she had a penalty on the first one for the, the coaching. I don't think she did either. The high five. No, I don't Thumbs think she up. did either. It was so. a uh, – it's definitely, I think, going to generate a lot of conversation. We were just seeing with, with the TV up in the corner. Now they're talking about having an officials union. Oh, for gosh. For tennis <laughs> officials. So, yeah. Which is the, surprising. They have a they lot don't of work to do anyway. in that sport, right. man. They yeah. have a lot of work to do. But The point is, yellow cards, hopefully for yeah. the other team, not yeah. for Kat Mertz's squad. Uh, against Portland on the road, yeah. 5 o'clock on Friday. Idaho is in town. One o'clock on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then roughly three thirty ish, the game of the weekend when all the kids will be in action. So come on out to Pape Field on Sunday. It's supposed to be really nice weather, actually. A- absolutely beautiful. Sunday. My favorite time of year. Cat Mertz, she's the head coach of the Oregon soccer team, and uh, let's talk to you when you have six wins next week. Awesome, sounds good. Thanks for the Thanks, time. Thanks, Joey. We always appreciate it. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to hear from C.J. Verdell. Might be able to get a little bit of Shane Lemieux in as well. A couple more football interviews as we wrap up the show after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said, the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. So do twice the good. Recycle your empties and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. Everyone wants to give their kids the world, but sending them to college can seem overwhelming. I'm John Zeiser with Country Financial, and I get it. My wife and I graduated with college debt, and we didn't want that for our three boys, Anson, Paxton, and Hawkins. So we're taking simple steps to prepare them for college, and Country Financial can help you take simple steps too. Because whether you're our customer or our family, we want you to be successful. Find an authorized representative at takesimplesteps.com. This is Duck Insider from IMG. From IMG, America's home for college sports. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Crazy We're to back on Duck Insider. That was quick work. Quick work from Randy Anthony. You gotta be crazy to, to, to stand pull on that, that one. Is that our first Cat Mertz drop? Our first Cat Mertz uh, saved archive, Randy? Yeah, I, have, I, I missed. I missed the part where she was talking about we always win. I was like, ah. But then we'll but, get that on the next round. Well, but then, but then I got the you gotta be crazy. So that that's good. 
That's a good one. We have, I think, two Kelly Graves, a couple Coach Cristobal. There's always an opportunity for some of the coaches to to drop in here on. It the feels show. awesome. Skin. <laughs> That's Kelly Graves. <laughs> We uh, do have one more interview to get for you today. I don't think we're going to have time to get to Shane Lemieux. Shane, I apologize. I promise that we'll have you on the show tomorrow. Jerry Allen had a great conversation with Shane Lemieux. But C.J. Verdell, I, I had a great conversation with C.J. Verdell today, talking about his progression as a running back and the situational organizational chart, how that's worked out as a player, and some of his thoughts heading into week three, San Jose State in town, 2 o'clock at Autzen Stadium. My conversation with Oregon running back C.J. Verdell. Our first chance to catch up. Tell me about the season, how it's gone so far for you, Good, dating back to fall camp and now hitting the ground running heading into week three. You know, fall camp was cool and everything, getting to run the plays with the guys and stuff. Uh, season's been even better, you know, my first time stepping out on the field, so it's been fun so far. What were some of your focuses heading into the season? How do you feel like you've accomplished some of those goals now heading into week three? Uh, definitely uh, my main focus has just been uh, being uh, all-around complete back, you know, being able to pass block, uh, just being able to press my walls more, read my blocks more. I think that's my, been my main focus. I hear pass blocking is often the biggest thing that guys have to, I guess, transition into college. I mean, was that the case for you as well? Uh, I passed block. I did some pass blocking uh, in high school, but definitely college is a whole different monster. You know, all different types of blitzes. So you know, you gotta uh, keep your eyes on your keys and know what's coming and stuff. So yeah, I, I would say uh, college has been a big transition, but nothing uh, that we can't handle. I don't think. What's the offensive line like in front of you? Oh, man, I love them. These guys are great. You know, these guys are real smart, real, real smart. Uh, they know uh, they put us in the right positions. They get on their blocks, and we, it's easy for me. I just read what they're doing and, you know, hit the hole. We've seen a lot of different guys in a lot of different situations in the running back room. What's the depth like at that position right now? Oh, I think right now we got, like, six backs that's uh, rotating in. So, you know, so it's been a lot of fun. You know, a lot of backs getting in, uh, getting a chance to showcase what they can do. Uh, uh, Coach Mashall has been teaching us a lot of good things, so it's been fun right now. You Changed your number? Anything going into that? Oh no, I, I actually no, nothing with it today. I was 25 at first, and then uh, they switched me to 34. You know, um, my dad always told me uh, the uh, the number don't mean anything. It's the person wearing it, so you know uh, the number really don't mean nothing to me. San Jose State defensively, what do they bring to the table? What do you see out of the Spartans? Uh, a lot of blitzes. Uh, we, we were watching film from what I saw this morning. Coach Marshall showed us a lot of their blitzes that they run, so definitely got to tune into that. But um, I think looking forward to playing this team should be good. Should be a good matchup. What's it been like playing for Coach Mastro? I mean, what, what's he like out there as a coach on the field in game and in practice? Oh, definitely in practice, you know, he's very detailed. Making sure that we read our reads are right. Uh, make sure that we're um, uh, keen in our blocks and who we're supposed to protect. Um, just all around good coach, you know, make, he wants to make sure that we get all the little details right. Game time, you know, he's up in the box, so we don't really get talked to him much. But um, game day is uh, he's a little bit different. You know, he's uh, not as talkative. He wants us, like, more just to play. But um, here and there, he'll give us some advice, like, or tip us off on some things. Coach, uh, Co Co Coach Mastro said he's got you guys running different than maybe running backs have been used to in the past. Less feast and famine and more productive forward yards, no tackles for loss. Is that different for you too? I mean, I mean, you had obviously a lot of long runs in high school, but is, is that a, a change of style for you or is it? Uh, no, no, I've always uh, considered myself, you know, a hard-nosed back, you know, uh, just get upfield and get the yards that I can. I don't really do a lot of that dance and stuff or anything, but, you know, Coach Mastro's definitely giving us focus on one cut and go get up the field, get as many yards as we can. How, how much could you dance at, like, a high school level if you wanted to, though? Like, like versus, like, what would be effective at, at this level, you know? Uh, you probably could uh, do a lot more dancing in high school. I would say it's a lot more, high school, you know, it's a lot more uh, uh, certain people, uh, certain there's certain talent on certain teams, but, like, college, you know, everybody's talented, so you can't really do as much of that dancing stuff. What have you seen out of... What have you seen out of Travis so far this year? Oh, that's my dude. You know, that's my roommate. That's my boy. That's my little prodigy, man. So I, I, he's coming, man. I already know he's going to be great. He's doing great things right now on the field, and he's just going to continue to grow and get better. What's it been like living with him, rooming with him so far? Oh, it's great. That's my boy. We we been sitting there playing games together, talking about everything. So it's real cool. That's my dude. What have you been able to C.J. Verdell, the Oregon running back. I really enjoyed talking with him. Uh, he is a fun dude to get to know and you know he said he wanted to be a more complete back and the first thing he brings up is pass protection like hey I needed to learn how to read all that Jim Mastro that's going to be a tough decision for the Oregon running back coach to make where do these guys fit in and I think CJ Verdell certainly has taken that next step forward hey thanks everybody for tuning in today we really appreciate it fun show fun always reading your comments what's on the show tomorrow Mario Cristobal Keith Hayward We'll get to all that. Talk to you tomorrow on a Wednesday.
I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who play high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer. High school sports. This message presented by the National Federation of State High School Associations and the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. And now I know what a miracle feels like. My new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up to be a part of that. Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. With a special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.